you're listening to this podcast, I know that you are a person who values growth and wants to make a difference in the lives of those around you. This is the Everyday Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Alexa Knapp, and I'm a personal and executive leadership coach and also the founder of Everyday Leader LLC. Are you ready to discover timeless leadership principles that can be applied to your everyday life? Then let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, I'm Alexa Knapp, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today on this episode. We're going to be talking about the six courageous decisions that every successful leader makes. We all can probably identify leaders that we admire and deeply respect, and if we made a list of qualities of why we admire them most, I have a feeling that courage would probably be at the top of the list. So think about leaders that you know you admire the success that they've had. A lot of that success is probably attributed to you know some great acts of courage that they really were able to make decisions and, you know, despite all of the odds, despite fears or doubts or whatever, you know, they, they were able to, to push forward. But we also have seen leaders that maybe have cowered in the face of adversity. Maybe they didn't necessarily follow through on, on what we thought that they would have done or that we hoped that they would have done. But if we're really honest with even ourselves, we probably can relate to moments in our own journey where Maybe we failed to step up in a particular area to do what maybe we know we should have done. Um, and maybe those reasons are because of fear, doubt, insecurity, but whatever the reason, we just didn't do it. So today I want to unpack what courageous decisions really look like and how making these decisions can help us to be successful in our leadership. Before we dive in, I want to tell you a little bit about my own experiences. This is our first episode. I haven't always been a leadership coach. In fact, several years ago, I graduated with a degree in apparel design and I moved to New York City for the summer thinking, okay, you know, this is my my life's next step. Um, but as I got there, I really just realized, hey, I'm not, I'm not so sure that this is the right path for me. And so I took some time off and I moved overseas and, and did some mission work in Australia and several other countries. And it really taught me a lot about myself, but it also opened up this door and experience to leadership that I never really had. And although I had had a life-changing experience with the program that I was involved in, it was another thing to, to now lead people through life change. And so I moved back to the States a couple of years after, after doing that, and I sat through a John Maxwell conference. I knew John Maxwell was a guy that talked about business and leadership, but I really didn't know, you know how the things that he taught on would apply to me until I sat there that day and realized you know, this guy's giving me language for stuff that I just didn't have the words for. And so I remember specifically that John just talked a lot about failure that day and, you know, not personalizing our failure so much. And at the time in my life, that was all I could really see. I was looking through these, these glasses of just where I had messed up and made mistakes and, and didn't really know where do I go from here. And so I left that conference with just the determination to, take all that I could from the experiences that I had and and also now with the help of some content that would help me grow and and learn what I could and apply that and trying to make a difference in other people's lives. And so it's been an amazing journey over the past five years of ultimately, you know, I did build a business. I started as a small group with, with just a bunch of friends to see, you know, how this stuff was, was working and shaping in their life. And then that led to the next step and the next one. But as I look at this journey over the last few years of my life, I just see this same common theme of courage and the opportunities that were there to choose courage or to choose fear. And I know, and I'm confident that if had I not 
you know, have chosen, you know, these courageous decisions that we're going to talk about today, my life would be in a totally different path and would be in a totally different direction. And so I'm just excited to unpack, you know, many of the other lessons that I've learned throughout this podcast, just in addition to also, you know, exploring the lessons that a lot of other everyday leaders face in whatever field and industry that they might be in. Um, there's so much wisdom that, that just comes from each of our life experiences. So let's dive into today to the six courageous decisions that every successful leader makes. The first courageous decision that every successful leader makes is to get started, even when they don't know what to expect. I love a quote by John Maxwell says that when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. I think so many of us can relate to just this concept of being stuck before we even get started. <laughs> and oftentimes it comes because we we want to be perfect, right? We want to know, well, what would I do next? And then what would come after that to guarantee this place of success? But I think great leaders really understand that the failing and learning and, and trying and doing again ratio never really goes away. Like it's kind of this continual circle that, that you can't really stop avoiding. And so... I think as we begin to look at getting started and, and removing the, the sense of, well, what if it goes wrong or, you know, what if, what if that doesn't lead to the next step that I had planned? And instead of abandoning the plan altogether, we just learn to embrace that part of it and to know that there is value in the courage to say, I'm just going to get started anyways. I might not know where this is going to go, but I have the faith and confidence that I'll be able to handle what does come, and then I'll figure out my next step from there. So my first question for you today is, what is your next step? You know, whether it's in life or whether it's in business, what is the thing that maybe you've been putting off out of fear of it not being perfect, out of fear of not knowing where it's going to go, out of the fear of maybe even failing? Where do you need to take that first step? The second courageous decision that every successful leader makes is that they bet on themselves. And I will just say that I have probably seen more people tank their life and their careers over this topic and an issue of self-doubt than really anything else. And I've seen it be true in my life as a leader and an entrepreneur, and I've seen it in countless other client relationship, friends, and family members. But just this idea of having a proper relationship with ourselves that, you know, our thoughts and the beliefs that we have are in alignment with with where we want to go, that they're in a positive direction is just really key. And, you know, an example that I can think of from this is you might see an athlete and or a couple of athletes and you look at them on paper or their skill set and you say they're totally evenly matched, you know, like they, they could both easily win. The difference maker is usually, you know, when it comes down to it, some mindset that the person has. It's not necessarily skill. And the same is true for us, you know, in our lives. It might be that we're totally qualified on paper. We have the skill sets that we need. We're equipped to do the job or we're equipped to do the thing. But our own beliefs that we have are keeping us bound to where we are. And so I think there are a couple of principles that we've got to, you know, get solid and and have solidified in our mind to know, you know, how can we, you know, bet on ourselves. And I think the first is just having a realistic expectation about doubt, you know, knowing that you're going to face it. I think even the, the strongest, most confident, secure leaders will tell you, you know, yeah, there are moments where maybe I'm shaking, you know, and people aren't necessarily able to see that, but inside I'm fearing that. I think a lot of us know that as imposter syndrome. And I recently had the privilege of listening to a mentor kind of talk about the science behind imposter syndrome. It was really interesting. She was sharing 
some statistics about uh, Stanford University. And in their first opening class, they asked the students to raise their hand for how many of them believed that they just were the one, you know, applicant that squeaked by and somehow got into the college, but that they didn't deserve to be there. And it was kind of just a total, you know, miracle and random accident. And she said that over 70%, the statistics show over 70% of the class raises their hands and every time in every class. And what I think is so profound about that is that it just shows how common and how normal that this sense of fear or imposter syndrome can affect us all as leaders. And so one of the things that she said that I, I really took away from that was beginning to, to translate how you see imposter syndrome almost in, in a positive light as, as it's something that you, know, you may be trying for the first time or you might be doing something that you've never done. And so looking at doubt as an indicator that you're on a path towards growth can be really helpful in addressing that fear in a positive way. Because it's not, like I said a minute ago, not the total elimination that doubt's never going to come, but having the proper relationship of when it does, how do I want to see that? So when I was first getting started out in my career, I really struggled with this because I struggled to believe that you know, what, what I was doing was worth somebody paying me for it. You know, I had done groups before that were totally free and, and they were just out of the goodness of my heart. But now when I was trying to make this transition into becoming an entrepreneur and building a business, I had to go through that transition of believing in myself. It's like betting on me. It's like, how could I ask others to bet on me if I wasn't willing to bet on myself? And so I've just really learned that this lesson never really goes away. And, and the more that you continue to walk forward and the more that you're leaning into growth, you're probably going to come up against some obstacles that can make you start to question yourself. But I want to share with you this quote that I found to close this one out um, that I really loved and I think will help you too. And it says, for me, self-love is catching myself in the middle of negative self-talk and saying, this is not helpful and I'm moving on. And I love the tenacity that's behind that statement because I think this particular woman that wrote this quote just understands that, you know, her thinking and that and, and ultimately self-doubt can totally derail her from making progress on the things that she most wants to do. And the thing is, is, is so true for us. It's just simply not helpful. And so I really just want to leave you with the encouragement of self-compassion is, is important and you want to have those positive thoughts about yourself. But I think equally, we also need to have the tenacity to, you know, filter out the negative thoughts and to, you know, talk back to that, that negativity sometimes that might be taking you down to say, hey, this isn't helpful and, and that's not helping me get, you know, to where I want to be. So I'm moving forward. So the reflective question I have for this decision is, what are you currently believing about yourself now? And is what you're believing helping you to accomplish your goals? Um, if not, then what do you need to start believing? So the third courageous decision that every successful leader makes is that they continue. Um, we already talked about, you know, that great leaders get started, but great leaders really know the value that is in the continuing. It's in the ability to keep going that really produces, you know, the results that we want. Um, and so in our journey towards growth, we're going to face many moments of opposition. I think about, you know, every story or movie that we love there's always a hero that's got to overcome the obstacle. It's the conflict that, that really makes the movie or, or the show or the book worthwhile. But oftentimes that battle that they're facing 
is more of an internal one than it is the external one. Sure, it's easy for us to to see what the external battle is. Maybe it's a giant or a war or, you know, the bad guy that they have to slay. But it's always interesting to me how a lot of the, the fear that comes from maybe their ability to, you know, attack the enemy or to do the hard thing is traced back to an internal insecurity or a doubt or a belief that they're having to overcome. I recently was telling my husband that I noticed that Matt Damon is a, is a guy that plays in a lot of movies, honestly, that I feel like, you know, his character exhibits so much courage in. But one one movie that particularly came to mind that I thought about uh, was the movie We Bought a Zoo. And he's got this moment where he's sitting with his son who is kind of in that moment of feeling a little bit discouraged. He is pretty doubtful about, you know, just this whole idea that his dad has bought a zoo and that it's going to really work. But there's also a girl, a character that he likes and would probably pursue if he didn't really have fear. And so his dad is trying to to give him this pep talk, but he says to him, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, just literally 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. And I love that quote because I think it's so applicable to so many of us. You know, I think sometimes just having that that few moments of, of, of courage can really make the biggest difference in our life path and, and direction. And, you know, throughout my own journey, I have seen, you know, plenty of reasons or, and faced plenty of obstacles that have really made me just want to quit. You know, maybe I didn't feel like, you know, an event went as successful as I wanted to, or I just totally botched a workshop that I thought was going to be really great, or I didn't get an opportunity that I really wanted And at times I have seen how all of those odds being stacked against me or those 10,000 reasons of why not to continue were kind of getting the best of me. But one of the things I've really learned is that one good reason to continue is really all that you need. And, you know, if that one reason is, is, you know, really good, then that one reason, like I said, is is more than enough. So I think getting really clear about you know, what is your reason? What is, you know, as so many people would call it, what is your why? And and how does that help you in moments where you feel tempted to be, you know, just totally discouraged? A big reason for me and why I continue is because I feel like I'm called to what, to what I do. And at times I might not know, you know, what direction am I supposed to go in and Lord, where is this going next? But I know that he has called me to what I'm doing. And so ultimately that gives me peace of mind when I might not be sure about my next steps as we talked about in that first decision or even when I might have some self-doubt as we talked about in the second one. I find that I'm able to continue because I come back to the things that I do know and that I am sure of. And so that reflective question once again is what is your one good reason to continue right now? The fourth courageous decision that every successful leader makes is that they ask for help. This is a big one, I think, for all areas of our life. And if you're a person who tends to be um, more of one who likes to help others than to ask for help, this one might be a little challenging for you. I know for me in my journey, you know, I really struggled for this. I think a lot of times because I had the motivation of just wanting to kind of be able to pull it off on my own or I didn't want others to be a part of you know if it didn't go well and to to see that and so I think sometimes our temptation can be that you know maybe we want to hide out until we're sure that something might work but in the process of that we can really rob ourselves from the gift that that others can bring into our life and into to what we're doing and I remember specifically when I was starting out 
in my business. I broke my leg and um, it required my dad to actually have to drive me to one of my classes. And I was already in a tough spot with what I was doing and just kind of felt defeated about, you know, continuing. And I remember talking with my dad at the time and just kind of saying like, you know, tell me what I don't really know. And I think for the first time, you know, in this particular scenario, I realized that my dad was a, you know, uh, a well of, you know, wisdom, specifically in, in sales. That's where I was really caught up and, and struggling in my business at the time because I knew I was great at, at, you know, delivering the content and what I was actually doing, but getting to that place of having that opportunity was where I was really getting stuck. And so in that moment, I just started to ask questions that I had been afraid to ask before, I, which was simply just asking for help. And my dad would spend the next, you know, 45 minutes of that drive just kind of unpacking a lot of the wisdom that I so desperately needed to hear. And that really pointed me in the right direction to realize I needed to take some next steps when it came to, you know, getting over my fears of selling and, and whatnot. But I had to have that courage to do something different. And I think sometimes we're afraid to ask those hard questions. You know, maybe you're a leader and and you're not really even sure how you're doing in your leadership. Maybe you kind of can see the fruit that, hey, things aren't really going super well. My team doesn't seem to be super responsive. I can't seem to get people motivated. And one question I love to tell leaders to ask, and this is going to require some vulnerability and some courage here, but the question is, you know, what is it like to sit on the other side of my leadership? So I really encourage you to you know, take one or two people, you know, maybe maybe people that you somewhat have a relationship with, but then also maybe do this with somebody that you don't really have one as much because they're probably going to give you some feedback that can also be super helpful. But just listen, listen to what they say and what their experiences are, because there's so much, you know, wisdom and growth that can really come from having the courage to invite others into this journey and to ask for help in ways that, you know, maybe we just haven't been asking before now. Because one thing I know for sure is that if we want to create anything great, it's going to require that we partner and collaborate with other people. And that's going to look different at different points throughout your journey. But there are people who who would love to help, who want to be a part of that. And that just makes that so much more exciting when you do have that day of finally getting a win or standing on the mountaintop that you've been fighting so hard, you know, to get to, to have people to celebrate that with. So my question for you to think about here is who's achieved some level of success in an area that you most want to grow in right now? What can you learn from them? And when will you ask for their help? The fifth courageous decision that every successful leader makes is that they face their fears. We're going to face fear in our journey towards growth. It's just a given. We talked about that, you know, in in the second decision of you know, kind of our, our beliefs in ourselves and the imposter syndrome that comes. But fears also show up in other ways for us. Maybe it's a fear of rejection um, or a fear of being taken advantage of or being found out. Whatever it is, it can all show up for us in different ways. But, you know, one of the things that I see as I look on my journey towards growth is that it's never really gone away. I've had to consistently face the things that that I was afraid of. And, you know, recently I was listening to a podcast Sadie Robertson and her mom, uh, Corey Robertson, talking about just anxieties and how anxiety, you know, can show up in our life and and practical ways to overcome it. But one of the interesting things that I love that Sadie mentioned about her mom was that her mom always told her, you know, hey, you can you can have a lot of reasons as to why you you don't want to do something, but fear cannot be one of them. 
And, you know, as a person of faith, I, I so resonate to that because I think about, you know, the ways in which God calls us to live and, and to do things. And there have been many moments in my journey where, honestly, the only reason that I'm, I wasn't stepping forward or doing it was because I was simply afraid. And, you know, I might derail or, or kind of go off course for a certain amount of time only to come back to see that. I still felt called to what I was supposed to do, but it was time now to like face the fear and move forward in, in doing it. Um, I always find it very interesting that public speaking is actually one of the greatest fears that people have, like over almost anything else. Um, it's like people would rather die than, than actually, you know, speak on a stage or, or kind of before people. Um, but psychologists will also tell you that, you know, one of the worst things that you can do in a moment of fear or whatnot is to leave a situation that's causing you to be fearful. So maybe you're on an airplane and, you know, you're afraid that maybe something's going to happen on the plane. So you, you decide to get off or, I can think of a case for myself. I mentioned to you guys early on that I lived in Australia for a couple of years. I was learning to surf, which comes with a lot of, you know, getting crushed by waves. And I had one moment where I was on the beach and um, out in the water and I just got absolutely demolished. And it actually really scared me a lot. But the minute that I got out and got on my feet, I was like, I have to go back in because I just know that if I don't go back in, and I don't face the waves, you know, and, and, and let that be my last time, then the chances are every time I think about surfing, I'm going to have this trigger of just being totally afraid. And so I went back out and I got crushed even worse. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like it really just built this, you know, resilience in me to know like, okay, this can happen. And it can happen again. And, and to even think that it will never happen, that I'm never going to fall off, or I'm never going to face a failure isn't actually, you know, helpful to me in, in moving forward, but it's actually getting more of a, like I said in an earlier decision, the realistic and healthy expectation for about, you know, facing setbacks or facing challenges or facing fears. But really, I will just tell, tell you on this, that the key to your success and to my success is going to be on the other side of facing those greatest fears. So I want you to think about what is the most persistent fear that you have when it comes to moving forward? And what do you want to do to overcome it? Because action, you know, reduces fear and increases our courage. So that's something that John Maxwell said, and I love that because it really is true. So not just only identifying that persistent fear, but what are you practically and actively going to do to overcome that fear? The sixth and final courageous decision that every successful leader makes is they take necessary risk. So for all of you risk takers listening today, I admire the strength about you. <laughs> this one's probably going to come easy for you. And maybe it's not one necessarily that you're going to have to apply because it's kind of built into your DNA. But for those of you who are like me and are a lot more comfortable with predictability and kind of doing things, um, you know, in a less risky way, this is going to be something that is important for you to learn in your path towards growth. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I've just learned in my journey is that, you know, I'm never going to accomplish the things that I want to by remaining the same. And there have been so many times throughout, you know, building a business or just doing life, even getting married, that I had to take some risk, right? I didn't necessarily know, you know, 100% how things were going to go. But I, I developed this confidence as I, you know, stepped out in faith and in the belief that, hey, even if it doesn't go well or it doesn't go like I think it's going to, 
I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to figure out um, how to do that. And so, you know, I think one of the things that I have seen is that, you know, the more successful that you become and the more that you do achieve, the risk is a little bit higher. You know, I look back at my first big risk to take half of my salary and, you know, ultimately I was betting on myself to, to bring in the other half with what I was doing. And that felt kind of like a huge risk, but, you know, to be honest, to look at it now and go, there really wasn't a huge amount, you know, and obviously I was able to do it, but, you know, I have things like that in my life and you probably have things right now too, that feel like, oh, like, I don't know if I can, I can necessarily do that, but we're always going to have trade-offs, you know, in our journey. And, and it's, you know, having the courage to say, I'm going to do, you know, what I know needs to be done, even if it's not really the most comfortable. Um, and so I think the other thing that that's really important here is knowing your values and knowing, you know, what is most important to you, because if you don't necessarily know that, and like I said a minute ago, your personality might be naturally a risk taker, but you need to know which risk are actually right for you to take. And you never want to do something that's, you know, in direct opposition or, or ultimately compromises your values, because that's not going to lead well, even if you do get, you know, maybe the success of the world, but you know, what is that going to cost you of yourself? So final question I have for you to think about here is where do you most need to take a risk right now? What have you been clinging to for security? That's really maybe not benefiting you in your growth. So there you have it. The six courageous decisions that every successful leader makes. Courageous leaders get started. They bet on themselves. They continue. They ask for help. They face their fears and they take necessary risk. So one final thought that I want to share with you is that there were so many times in my journey that I really wasn't seeing a lot of results. And maybe that's you right now, or maybe that's not you right now. But one thing that I'm certain of is that as leaders, we're all going to face seasons where maybe we're not experiencing as much fruit. Maybe our results aren't necessarily, you know, 100% where we want them to be. And so I really want to encourage you to be consistent in making these courageous decisions that we've talked about today in all seasons of life, because as entrepreneurs or as leaders or as people who are growth minded, we all love those days of big wins, right? We love when maybe we open up a new relationship, we've closed the deal, we've hit a target weight, we pass a personal record. But most days probably look more ordinary than anything else. And so just leave you with the final encouragement of don't buy into overnight success. That instead, fall in love with the journey of making courageous decisions and improving your leadership day by day. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If this was helpful to you, please consider writing a review on my page or sharing it with your network on social media. I look forward to joining you next time on the Everyday Leader Podcast. Thank you.